The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everyone. I'm Temple Hayes, and I'm so happy that you've decided to spend this hour of your time with us today and hear about the concepts from good to amazing. As you've probably already noticed, um, on the show, we tend to be spontaneous and letting spirit guide us. And so based upon some of your comments and requests... I've decided to surrender the show over today to Luann Walters, who is a former newscaster. She's a business consultant, and she's going to be interviewing me because a number of you have asked about From Good to Amazing, how that came about, and wanted to know more. So, Luann, welcome. I'm so delighted that you're here, and I couldn't imagine anyone better interviewing me than you. Well, thank you, and I'm ecstatic. This is fabulous, and I want to start by just congratulating you on such a powerful and empowering show with Unity Online Radio. Um, The guests that you've had have been phenomenal. Your conversations have been phenomenal. And what I think uh, I hear is the theme, and and I know that this is why you've had so many requests of people saying, we want to know more about Temple and how you got into this. Um, process of from good to amazing is that everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own um, their own tools, their own pathway. Uh, you go starting with your first guest, I, Noah St. John. Wow, what a great guy! He's just phenomenal. And going with his affirmations, having a shower awakening one day of this is how I want to think now and, and give my mind a reason to find the right response. And then, you know, I'm just picking out some that are highlights for me. Reverend Alice with her, her concept of meditation and don't give up. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. But knowing you as I do, Reverend T, good friend and teacher, um, I want to start this show. Let's go back to your your earlier days prior to ministry because i think sometimes and i've being a member of your congregation i've heard this among different pockets of circles of congregation of saying well you know that's reverend temple and it's kind of an assumption that well you kind of came out of the womb this way <laughs> oh god just, bless everybody on just, that one <laughs> <laughs> and and the reality is you have um you've had a a, a rich and beautiful life history 
of lessons and opportunities for growth that we can look at as both challenges and blessings at the same time. So take us back to, you know, let's, let's go back to the earliest notion of when did you first have this true spiritual awareness? How old were you? Well, and as much as I was laughing, it is true, we all come out of the womb this way. We come out of the womb this way, uh, born to do great and amazing things. That's our intention, that's our purpose, that's our Christ's life on this earth, and um, what's more advantageous to a lot of children that are born this way is when they have a culture, environment, when they have teachers that recognize that greatness and then create um, opportunities, experiences, and teachings that will support that. I had love. I had connection. I never went hungry. I mean, when I hear about other people's childhood, um, mine was not um, that difficult at all. But on the other hand, I always knew within me that connection. Um, It was something that I adapted to early on with nature, being in nature, connecting. Um, I would talk to God when I was a little girl. I would hear the arguing and the things going on at home. I would take myself outside. I would ground. I would be in that earth, and I could. I would just felt connected. I mean, we. It's all there for all of us. I mean, kids start out with imaginary friends and all these different things, and they're all elements of conversations that we have as spiritual beings. We have all the tools that we have when we're born, and yet. Because we don't continue to use them or have them validated, we lose them. What is that axiom that says you use it or you lose it? And so, as I tell people now, I'm really the same person I was born to be. I've just learned how to get rid of all the things that aren't me so I could be more of that. And I'm not, you know, wanting to uh, (laughs) suggest that I've arrived. I'm just simply saying on my process of from good to amazing, I have found that to be true. So what was that first turning point then for you? Do you remember it or was it gradual? Do you remember there being an aha moment as a child or a teenager that really directed you towards, I want to I commit my life to the growth that is my spirituality? I just, I just remember hearing that inner voice um, say that, I was, that that was the purpose of my life, that I had come here to, to do... Um, valuable things or whatever you would equate that to be someone that's around five years old. I don't know if maybe that word valuable would be too big, but just that I had a message. And it was such um, a contrast because uh, I'm getting these messages, you know, as I'm in my childhood, and yet in my life I was anything but that as far as being accepted because I was the black sheep of my community I always asked questions I always probed I wanted to know Um, I wanted to look at things philosophical I remember you know my kid my friends at school they go you're so deep you know let's just play (laughs) let's just play ball or you know you're so deep and I go you know I I am I mean I just always wanted to know why we believe what we did um, why we didn't believe what we could and 
along the way, yeah. I faced, you know, many times uh, growing up from the time I was 10 when my mother was taken away for a short period of time, was treated harshly because of some decisions she made. Um, I lived in a culture where women tended to be passive. So, okay, the role I was hearing didn't really match, right? So it was a huge contrast. And then at 14, when I told my, you know, family about my first relationship, which is supposed to be an exciting time in a Southern Baptist community, that my relationship was with a woman, um, I guess you can put it together, they weren't really excited for me. So that's, you know, it's like, okay, God, what is this? You know, if I am a messenger, if I have a calling, if I'm here to, you know, really be myself, why am I given all these things that are so difficult and challenging? I mean, we're talking in the 60s when, you know, people died from being different or, you know, or you left to go somewhere one day and you never came back home. I mean, those were scary, frightening times for me as a teenager. But the interesting part about that is that I kept committed, I kept committing to get further in. Get further in, get further into my belief, get further into my faith, uh, get further into knowing that God had a plan for my life. There was no way I was going through all that without a plan for my life. You know, you bring up a really good point because you could have actually, and, and maybe there are some folks listening who have gone the other direction and said, okay, well, here I have this great awareness and it doesn't feel like it fits within my community and the expectations around me. So therefore, I'm just going to give up what I feel or know to be true and conform. And you didn't. And do you? Well, can you look back uh, now and I, see that I, as I, a, I didn't, and I did. In other words, if you if you went across the nation in every AA hall in the nation, you would find some of the most gifted walking human beings on the earth today. And it started out in their childhood of these amazing gifts, talents, and abilities. And because they weren't validated, they became then the wounded visionaries and the wounded healers of the world. So I, I did continue to be open and listen, and I, I, that's what kept me going of not giving up or, um, you know, not going into a place of depression. I would just, my commitment for life was so huge. And I always knew that I had to see how it turned out, you know, because I believe that God did not make junk. But along the way, time after time of taking these hits or these appearances of opposition, I, I did drink. So I got into the woundology of drowning, if you will, in my own, you know, stuff. And so it would be later on in my life, in my later 20s, when I would become awake and, and become totally sober. Wow. Do you remember in those those days of thinking, this, this can't last, I can't keep doing this, or why am I doing it, ever questioning where you were? Oh, yeah. I, I remember many times telling my mom, you know, as a teenager, um, you know, what does God want me to do? I mean, what is it God is asking of me? And, you know, and she would be so empathetic and so loving, and she'd go, I just don't know, Temple, but I just know that one day it's going to work out, you know, and you have to stay strong. And, you know, that was a lot for my mom. My mom's love was strong, but my mom, 
even today is not considered a strong woman. You know, I mean, in her time and in her generation of quiet was best, um, my mom was not outspoken at all. But when it came to me, she had an ability to be outspoken and, and to see for me what she was never able to, you know, really see for herself. And, yeah, I remember saying that often. I remember her saying, I remember telling her, if the plan doesn't show up soon, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to me. I mean, there would be times, absolutely, that I would be desperate, concerned, um, not understanding um, what I was supposed to do in my life. I I want to ask if you would share this, um, this story because I really think that it's just powerful and beautiful about when you knew that it was time to quit drinking. I think it goes back hand in hand with what you just said about remaining open to life, to God, to the process, and yet you still had this drinking going on, and then one evening something happened. Right. Well, you know, they always say that the little whispers in your life can guide you or you wait till you get the two by fours. I had lots of two by fours. I went to jail twice. I, I'm really the reason that they created those, uh, off wheel automobiles. I'm the one that gave them that original concept. I just never was in- included in the royalty. <laughs> paychecks of that but i mean it you know it, it wasn't pretty um if if what goes around comes around whatever i felt like my parents didn't give me i certainly put them through you know through surviving my teenage years that's for sure but i keep in mind i kept showing up knowing i was a spiritual being no one could ever take that away from me regardless of condition regardless of invalidation regardless of members of my family not associating with me because of choices i made whatever um i no one could ever take away that i was god beloved's child i always knew that at the depth and the core of my being so i kept holding that and knowing that i was intelligent enough to realize that when i moved to florida i was surrounded by people that were in the program so I got that, you know, I realized, hello, there's kind of a law of attraction going on here. But I still hadn't created the energy or the awareness that, oh, okay, of course, because I am one of them. <laughs> hello. I mean, you know, that's why so many people have issues, because if they knew that they were sick, uh, they wouldn't be sick, right? So um, one night, I, um, in the middle of the night, I was awoke with just a, a trembling, you know, like, it's like the room was moving, it was kind of like the sci-fi movie, um, and a voice, a voice said to me, if you want to live, never drink again, and so I just, I was so taken back by it, and obviously with the stories I've already prepped you for, you know that I was in deep, deep denial uh, about it altogether, and so the next day, I just didn't go down aisle 13. I carried my little grocery cart, and I passed aisle 13, and I went, mm, I, I can't do that. Before I knew it, it was a year later. I hadn't gone by aisle 13. Then I started having memories, and then I started realizing, oh, my gosh, I I was, I had a problem. And um, my partner at the time, he didn't drink, so that, that made it easy. But from, from then on, uh, I've never looked back. Um, 
I've never had to, um, I've never felt like I needed to keep on and on and on wallowing about look what I did and look what I've done. I felt very clearly I had given enough of my life to alcohol. I didn't need to give it anymore. Um, and so that was that. And I'm not being cocky or arrogant about it, but I'm simply saying at some point you get to the door and you say, okay, I'm walking through a new door now. I won't forget my history. I won't forget my past. I will use it whenever I can to share with other people about it's so much better to live life as a spiritual being, being awake and alert. And um, it's not like the story of my life every day, every day, every day. So Mm -hmm. it's been, this September will be 24 years. Congratulations. That's, Thank you. Uh, that is that. I think that's also very empowering for folks that are listening. Who, you know, again, it's it's um, it's through the lessons, it's through the challenges that we grow. And hearing yours because, you know, you had some pretty big ones, girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think they were they were pretty that. big in the in the sixties. That's that's for sure. Um, you know, no, no doubt about it. And I I say that I'm you know sober very humbly. Um, I'm very grateful. I'm quite confident some guardian angels that were sent to me probably, you know, went on sabbatical many times over. But, uh, you know, it's just the other part about it, I think, that's so important is that when we think that we're doing it by ourselves and we're never doing it by ourselves, there is something within us that is greater than we are that are that's allowing uh, the essence of ourselves to come through. And that showing up peace, knowing uh, in the core of my being, I am a spiritual being, immersed in spiritual law. I am God's beloved. Uh, It was inevitable, inevitable that certain things that I was doing, certain habits that I had that were not natural, had to dissipate and and fall away. You know, you've never seen a, a squirrel, you know, out in your yard, you know, totally drunk and, you know, smoking a you know, a pipe. I mean, you just don't see that in nature. Sometimes <laughs> that's in a Geico time. commercial, maybe. No, <laughs> that's another. Well, you time. know that that brings me to um, something that you had written in your new book, "How to Speak Unity." Um, what you just said about being continuing to keep yourself open to your spiritual nature, to the the lessons, to the growth, and while at the same time having had this. Um, issue with with alcohol, you were still listening, and I think that um, one of the things that you write about in, in the word intuition really resonates with that. Um, I'm going to quote from your book, many people ask today, how can my life be more magical, and how can I go from ordinary to extraordinary? Great thinkers have taught us that we either go through life learning and struggling, or we listen to our own intuition. And then you say, how many times have we said to ourselves, wow, I wish I would have listened to that hunch or that feeling or that knowing. Intuition is a crucial part of spirituality because when we pray for answers or meditate for guidance, the answers come. Whether we heed our intuition or not is an expression of our free will. And not to say that that voice was necessarily intuition or to qualify it as anything, I think that was definitely the divine within you calling and saying, you know, Temple, here, here's a message because you're open and because you're listening. And I do want to mm-hmm. go further into that and your experience of then meeting a very significant person with a very significant last name and guiding you in through the um, 
You bet. The next you bet. Of your I will life. be I will be delighted to do that. We're going to take a short break. I'm Temple Hayes with the brilliance of Luann Walters today. And please come back and join us on Unity Online Radio as we share more concepts from good to amazing. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. If you'd like to join the discussion, please call us toll-free at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. We now return to the program. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. 
Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hi, everyone. I'm Temple Hayes, and welcome back to our show, From Good to Amazing. Today, we're talking, and I'm being interviewed by Luann Walters, and just how the whole concept of From Good to Amazing came about, and how it was birthed to become a radio show. Um, you so know, for I'm me, now going to take the mic. Well, I'm going to take the mic back from you for just a moment. <laughs> take that mic and on, Luann. Just I'm, take that mic. I'm, I'm just taking it. But um, this going into where we were just leaving off before the commercial break, and that um, you know you remained open in spite of some of the very difficult things going on in your your life and your teens and your twenties, and and by remaining open, then there's this new phase that comes in, which is just so um, synchronistic to me. So take us now to this incredible gentleman who um, came into your life. Uh, well, I w- was delayed going to college, and I, in the meantime, um, landed just this great um, job in a corporation, Michelin, and a guy with the last name of Bliss, if you can imagine, you know, because sometimes, like I said, I those two-by-fours have to come rather than those little whispers and shouts, <laughs> but this guy with the last name of Bliss, he just took it on for himself to to really, um, he felt like it was his purpose to pay it forward and to really um, share with me greater truths. He would bring me all these new thought books, um, all these uh, philosophical books, Illusions, Richard Bach, As a Man Thinketh, and he would just, you know, three and four books at a time, and he'd say, here, read this, read that, read that, The Way Out, you know, Christ Consciousness, you name it, and he he brought it. And uh, when he could see that, it was just so, that was me. I mean, that was my message. I didn't go, oh, that's odd. I went, oh, wow. Finally, you know, this is the message that I felt that I've written about, that I've done poems about, that I've sang on my guitar. This is it. And he said, well, because you like these kind of things, why don't you come to Unity? And uh, my wife and I and our children, we, we all go there. And when I went that first Sunday and I, I sat down, I was about 20 and I sat down, and I could have just stayed in that pew if they hadn't closed the doors. I could have just stayed there, you know, all afternoon and all night. Because wow. the woman the woman that was teaching and speaking, um, she was only like 10 years older than I am. And so I just really resonated, right? It wasn't so far away that it didn't seem approachable. And I went, wow, you know, that's the messages I've been getting all my life is that that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to teach this message. I'm here to teach diversity. I'm here to teach um, a non-judgment life. I'm here to teach unconditional love. This is a place, the first place that I've ever been exposed to that actually practices the teachings of Jesus, not just talks about it, but practices it. And it was like a big old, you know, coming home, like, wow, these people are really about walking the talk. And um, and that that was a defining day in my life. That was like the big uh, divine validator that said, welcome home, kid, welcome home. And um, it was huge for me, absolutely huge for me. Well, and you know, we do hear that, so many stories again and again of people who have walked for the first time through the doors um, into that environment, into 
that unity environment. And, and many of us, I mean, I, I had a similar experience, Temple, walking in and hearing you and actually cheating because I didn't actually, I, I didn't want to be a back, uh, back pew sitter. So I just did it online for the first couple of weeks to test you out. <laughs> and really, could, I couldn't get enough of that message. And so then I thought, well, I've actually physically got to go to First Unity and sit there and then just wanted to just soak it up, almost like I just wanted to take a bath and sit in there and get my, my skin all scrunchy and funky in it, you know? I couldn't yes. get enough. And I, I think you're resonating with a lot of people who, in that awakening process or in that searching of having already awakened, have now found this message. I know you hear the same thing from from the Discover Unity members, the folks who are coming in through the doors and saying, Reverend Temple, this is just so resonating with me. You hear that every week. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely do, and 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 part of that is because um, you know our our souls really know uh, when we listen to various people, teachers, um, ministers, um, colleagues, uh, we really un- we really know if people have you know walked through things. I mean, in general, um, you know, in our humanity, we don't necessarily want to hear a leader talk about their problems while they're having them but we sure do want to know on the other side once they have overcome them what processes did you go through in order to get there i remember one time crying to um the psychologist and um and i said to her i said why is it that you know sometimes i have these great you know pains or why is it that in my life I've had these great challenges? And she said, exactly, you answered your own question, because you're here to do great things. And when people say, and they declare out to the universe, oh, wow, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to, you know, have a life of purpose and passion. I want to, you know, teach about life and things like that. The true way to teach it, is to be able to reach it by what you've gone through. And people understand that. You know, if you're just talking at people and you haven't gone through things, they can't always put their hand on what's missing, but underneath their soul knows, like, okay, this is just somebody that, you know, has listened to a couple of tapes and they're just repeating what they heard. So... It's the living the process of going from good to amazing. It's actually mm-hmm. handling that. And that's, that's that growth aspect that, you know, and, and I've heard you say this a couple of times, it doesn't matter where you are on that, for better, for better description, that single helix, you know, the rising helix as we continue the growth and our vibrations grow higher and higher. There are bound to be certain issues that we have faced in a lower vibration and then again we face them again and by vibration I mean that growth period of growing and becoming into the potentiality of myself and then it will come back again and I and so I, why is that I mean you think you do a good job really trying to release something and all of a sudden it comes back I know you've had that happen as well to yourself well if if we did not have the shadow part of ourselves called perfectionism we would never perceive it or judge it in that way in the first place um, I mean that we don't eat a meal one time and go, okay, I'm full and never eat again. <laughs> you know, um, we don't, we don't love, you know, one time and go, okay, I'm full on love. I'll never love again. Everything within us is always an inflow and an outflow 
and it's always that part of our lives. So when you're on this journey of realizing that it's always unfolding and you come from a belief system that says the best is yet to come, um, you actually welcome any process on the journey or the healer that you attract to you or the teacher that you attract to you or the role model that you attract to you because you go, wow, I am excited about growing towards that. Look out. Here I go. You know, um, and it's, it's welcoming. It's, um, it's something you're excited about. It's, it's, there's no dread. There's no, um, it, it's an energy of, of welcoming. Because that is true. Our souls are evolving um, at a different level. It's not linear. It's, it's as, you know, we reach certain heights within our own being awake. And um, it's always great to enroll in a new class, a new group, um, knowing someone else to strive to be like. Um, and it's not coming from a place of I'm broken. Maybe that's the difference. I don't ever feel well, broken. And I okay? like, yeah, I like that because I just want to jump in with this. What you, there was something that you just said and it reminded me of that, you know, sometimes we have the discussions with each other and it's like, oh gosh, here I grow again. And it's kind of a, eh, a negative. Oh, I have to battle this now. I have to, but really it is an exciting thing because it can be, well, you know what? I'm facing something that, or I'm facing the mirror image of something in somebody else that's reflecting a part of me that I definitely am ready now, and I wasn't prior, but now I'm ready. Now I'm in this particular phase of my life when I've done the work and now I'm ready to release this or grow through this. And that is exciting. That's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an opportunity for God to give to us. I mean, that God Ooh, like is that. giving in nature. You know, the um, the energy of God is unfolding through us. And um, when we stop allowing ourselves to receive the possibilities of our life, we're not allowing our Creator to give to us all the abundance, all the joy, all the love that is ours to taking. At all, you know, if if you said to me, you can have the life of you that you dream of, but you must go back and take out all the times of therapy. You must take out all the challenges and all the struggles. I would I would not accept it at all. Um, it is those things that have helped me um, continue to expand in ways that, in my being comfortable, I would have limited myself. I love that. I, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm flipping back over to how to speak unity because what we were just talking about reminded me of what I have. Um, I'm giving you your own <laughs> mission statement, although I'm sure you have your own. But I've heard this, and I just think it's so wonderful. And it's it's the word sacred, and mm-hmm. under sacred, you have written, "This is the greatest moment that you and I have ever lived. We have never been better or greater than we are right now." As long as we believe there was a better yesterday or that tomorrow holds for us some great guarantee, we are missing out on the greatest moment that we will ever have, and that is right now. Right now is where we have the power to change our minds, make a decision, or let go of something we no longer want in our lives, for we truly are empowered individuals. Empowerment means living a life of sacred value, 
Just as God is evolving, so are we. We begin today. Right now is where we start. We are standing on holy ground. Walk your journey, treasure every moment, and know your sacredness. Now, I know that you wrote this um, prior to How to Speak Unity coming out and that it was very poignant for you at a time when you were, was this a a period when you were actually coming up with, um, well, I don't know, could it have been a personal mission statement or what was behind the the sacred um, reading that I just read out loud? Yeah, it was a personal mission statement and it, it, it birthed in a time when I was pioneering a work in ministry and it became my anchor. Uh, it became the thing that when that head chatter would get there, like, you know, who said you deserve this or, you know, are you sure you can do that or, you know, whatever it would be. Um, I mean, I was 33. I, I look back now on, you know, some of my talk notes and I go, what in the world? <laughs> what did I talk about? <laughs> you know, I know people stayed a full hour, but, you know, so I would get into myself, uh, you know, critic and things like that. And, um, I would, I would go back and into my office and I would stand there and I would go, this is the greatest moment that you and I have ever lived and it also became the opening of um of the church service every week it was just uh, people anticipated that 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 was when you know the service was uh, getting ready to start it was like the opening that kind of set the stage for you know everything else so it's been something that i've been using since 1991 well 20 years here you go <laughs> Well, and I think it's so fitting with From Good to Amazing because that is the message. It's the message of empowerment and how do we grow from good to amazing. Well, it doesn't happen, you know, overnight. It doesn't happen like I'm thinking about it today and then all of a sudden I wake up tomorrow and bam, you know, it's in this present moment. It's the right here, the right now that I'm. we can do that work. And in the next phase of our conversation, I, I really would love to dig deeper into those tools in the the methodologies that you have um, grown through and experienced because there have there have been so many and from everything from the meditation to the shamanism to group and that kind of thing to really get your insight and your input on what works, how do you find a tool and those kinds of things. So, wow, I just love the message that you have and I know that everybody is really enjoying hearing um, so much in-depth awakening on this. And that sacred thing is just so powerful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, um, you know, I'm a firm believer that life is such a, a precious gift. And it's so necessary to be excited about your life. And it's so interesting because if you're not excited about your life, how could you ever expect someone else to be excited about your life? You know, I mean, people pray for their RPM, you know, their right and perfect mate, and they're really saying to the universe, provide for me someone that's willing to do something for me that I'm absolutely unwilling to do for myself. And that's not the way the law works. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, life, God is not a Maytag repairman, um, you know, or a a Maytag repair person, you know, we're not broken, Um, there's nothing that needs to be corrected, we're about our wholeness. And, and when you say to yourself, okay, in my wholeness, you know, how, 
how large energetically in my wholeness can I be? Not I'm broken and I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm deemed to be this perfectionist. That's exhausting. That's exhausting. That's a person that's living in a place of I'll never be enough and I'll never have enough. But the other perspective, the place of sacredness is, wow, universe, I am excited about my life. This is the greatest moment. I I cannot really do anything about the choices that I made in the past. But the ones I'm making today are going to be in a greater alignment with what I'm choosing to be now and from this day forward. And when I step in that place and I align with holy ground, that's how the universe works. It creates new right now. God created the heaven and the earth. It didn't say, you know, God created and repeated. And, you know, I mean, it's all about right here in this now time that we can create. I'm really enjoying this conversation with you as we are talking about ideas from good to amazing. And I'm Temple Hayes, and Luann Walters is here online with us today on Unity Online Radio. If you are enjoying this message and the many others in which Unity Online offers you, please go to unity.fm and make a donation to help with this tremendous work. Because obviously from our conversation... The message of unity is essential for the changing world, and we accept that that's so. We look forward to hearing and seeing you, hearing from you after break. Join Unity on a year-long journey to live your abundant life. Throughout the year, Unity will be providing you with a variety of free online resources to support you in living your abundant life. Knowing that living an abundant life begins with an openness to God, we affirm, I am centered in spirit, eager to discover all I can do and be. I am centered in spirit, eager to discover all I can do and be. Embrace your abundant life now. Go to www.unity.org and click on the Abundant Living Resource Center and tune in each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time for Sacred Abundance with me, Rev. Robin Ryder, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. There is nothing more thrilling than feeling your direct connection with your source, your spirit. In those moments, you are soaring, knowing that you can be, do, or have anything you want. But what do you do when real life hits you straight on? Let's get real. This is practical spirituality for a busy, bustling world. Join us every Friday at noon Central Time for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real where we explore leading-edge principles and break down the law of attraction so it works for you every day. When you are off the mountaintop, join us for this delicious exploration of attraction principles with your host, Ray Zander. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. 
So welcome everyone and thank you again for your participation and making this show such a success. It's wonderful to hear from all of you. I'd love to hear some of your comments. Uh, please write in to Unity Online and um, or send me an email at temple at templehaze.org. Luann, welcome back. I'm so glad to have you as um, the interviewer for today. Um, you have the richest voice. I can, I, I can only imagine how well that you were able to do as a new, news anchor. Oh, thank you, Temple. Well, it, this has just been so much fun. I mean, I always love talking to you anyway, but this is um, the, the, the exciting, this, the, oh, it's juicy. You can sink your teeth into it, this whole from good to amazing. And your story is fascinating. It's rich and um, if those if folks are joining us now and missed that first part, then please go back and download the MP3 because, oh, my goodness, what a treasure this has been talking with you today. When we Prior to the break, as we were um, talking about the sacredness of this moment and, and being excited about our lives and, and willing to step into the challenge, I'd love to talk about some of the tools that you have found I know it's very individual, and everybody finds different tools for their tool belt and helping us in that process of growing from good to amazing. But what have been some of the key tools that you have found really poignant in helping your growth? One of the most effective things I did for um, a couple of years was group therapy. And there are lots of places that offer a group therapy type process. But this particular one was called Creative Living. It's where eight individuals, we gave a year commitment and we paid to attend every week because there's a value exchange when you pay for your growth and you're willing to pay for it. And every week we were there and we did a process called associative writing on online paper where we would just write out our thoughts and our feelings and various things. We would come back and, and sometimes share some of our, our thoughts in the week that we had had. Sometimes we were reluctant to share and that by itself was a process. You know, why are we reluctant to share? And the whole thing was beautiful because even now if you decide, okay, next week I'm going to go to a therapist to help me with this or that, there's still a part within the subconscious that wants to hold back or resist. Yet in group therapy, what will happen is you're there for the other person and you could be listening to like Sarah sitting across from you and she would be talking about the same identical story that you've had in your own life. And because you're there for her, you have like this amazing aha of awareness because you see it being lived out, you know, through another, the eyes and ears and life of another person. Um, the other process is mastermind. And I've been in mastermind groups for 30 years, uh, 30 years plus. Wow. So I must have started when I was just a kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, you I, did. <laughs> yes, I did. So these these prayer groups uh, with people that I'm very selective of who I ask to be a mastermind prayer partner. But there are mastermind processes online that you can get, or if someone would like the form, they could email me, and I'd be happy to send it. But um, it's just a wonderful process with to do with two or more people, and you really just affirm. You know, God and or creator or spirit or however you identify the higher power of life, the thing that keeps all of this together. And you affirm, you ask for what it is that you want. And as you continue to do this, you know, year after year after year, you grow in your asking. 
And I, I think that that's a key thing that we're taught in scripture. Uh, we're taught in the values of life that one of the biggest thing as why people aren't moving from good to amazing, they aren't asking. Um, I had an example of this um, this past weekend in Manhattan. I uh, had bought some of us tickets to go to see Sister Act. And mm-hmm. according to the way I was told about it on the phone, I thought, well, you know, it's it's what I heard, but I heard like we were going to be like right in the middle, like right in the energy of all the enthusiasm, you know, of this wonderful play that was produced by Whoopi Goldberg. And I was just like, oh, so excited. But when I get there, I noticed she kept telling me we we're going to be on the aisle. Well, we were in the back against the wall, and the next thing was the lobby. So I... I don't need to explain to you how far back we were. I mean, I felt like I needed, my gosh, like, you know, binoculars. And and so um, one of our group um, went and talked to them and said, look, this is important to us. What else do you have? We wound up with box seats right at the stage. Wow, nice. at the stage. But the reason that happened is that consciousness of asking. And when you have a group that you're accountable to, when you have a group that loves you and wants the best for you and doesn't need to know about your limitations because they don't know them, um, then you're able to have this amazing creation of life because they can hold for you these great things for you uh, that can come true. Because, again, you see, it's not our knowing to know how. We need to know what. And allow the creator of the universe to decide how these things are going to unfold. So those are a couple of big things for me. Journaling, obviously, is a big thing for me. Um, sometimes just dialoguing out loud, uh, back and forth about a situation I'm facing in my life can help me. And that would be something that I would recommend that you don't do with people watching you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay to talk to yourself. People think, okay, that's intelligent. But when you start talking back and forth, you know, that may not, I don't know, that people might think that's a little, that's a little, a little weird. You know, um, it is true that it has to be individual. Um, I've had many times in my life that I've had people walk up to me and talk to me about the elders, um, about uh, the Aborigines, about uh, Native American Indians, um, and I did find in my life a door, a window, a time that came that I became very involved in, in shamanism. I'm very grateful that for that experience, mm-hmm. and I continue to have students to this day that work with me in these various rituals that help us stay grounded and empowered. Um, and, and if you could summarize that, because I think a lot of people don't really understand what is shamanism, just if you can briefly say what that is and what that has meant to you. Well, the, the, the smallest word for shamanism would be healer. Um, and a shaman in in past tribes would be the holy person of the tribe. It would be who the person would come to when they had injury or or they had problems or they lost a loved one. They would go to this shaman for good medicine, 
for either energy work or for uh, some kind of herbs or, or something needed for, for the healing, whatever that would be. Again, uh, these in tribal wisdom, people understood that there's something that you can be healed from every day. And it, it doesn't have to be heavy and deep and dark. You know, it could just be that, you know, you're, you're healing because you, you want you have more self-esteem than you're used to and you you want to be able to you know fit in your your body of awareness um mm-hmm. so um shamanism is understanding the practices that we aren't born onto mother earth but we're born out of mother earth and that we are connected and everything is connected there's the woven fabric that is between all of us and uh, and and travels through each of us and it it talks about and what they studied years ago is back before this super duper communication that we have now that they would go into different cultures and they would see these shamans practicing similar things but yet none of them had ever spoken it's part of following well, yeah. our inner core our intuition our knowing it's the ability to develop uh, to understand to be able to guide lead or direct uh, people uh, when they have life issues and and challenges and hurts and pains um, there's insights that can come through you but part of shamanism is learning how to be open to listen to hear um, and to be able to see the imprints and and the uh, various things that come to you so in the nutshell that's that's what it is um, and that it was helped me the... stay more grounded mm-hmm. in doing the kind of work that I do uh, with the amount of people that we have here to do it with. And so, you know, you have to learn how to have healthy boundaries and um, and yet be there and be present, you know, for that person at the door that to them, they're the most important thing in life as it should be. And so it's, it's learning to develop and stay grounded to be present that this is the greatest moment. And that window, that that door of shamanism that came to you came because you were being open and receptive to whatever the universe had to... And I think that that's kind of a theme that I'm hearing, too, in this From Good to Amazing, is that From Good to Amazing isn't isn't just about, although a big portion of moving from good to amazing is the personal work, work being the issues, the challenges, the way I can fully, more fully come into my potentiality... But it's also in recognizing the blessings, the opportunities, and step, being willing to step into those like you were when shamanism arrived and saying, yes, I do want to explore this and seek this out. So if there was any way of just um, summarizing the process of From Good to Amazing, um, that first, that very first step of not trying to analyze or define or put it within a framework. I think you had said surrendering uh, earlier. That first step uh, is so essential, in, and I wanted to see if you could explain that a little bit more. The the steps of, <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go from good to amazing. How do I do it? What is step one? Own it. I think that it's essential because we started out this conversation talking about being born out of the womb. So being born out of the womb of creation, it's owning that you are destined for an amazing life. And once there's that ownership of I am destined for an amazing life, there's a process that immediately will start to happen. 
like the idea of born to be great, born to be amazing. When you put something out there in a sense of spiritual ownership, then what's going to start happening is there are going to be things that just automatically subtract out of your life because you've stood in a bigger dimension. It's kind of like you can't measure it by your physicality, but a person that goes from small to big, you know, they go back to the closet, the small things don't fit anymore. It's the same idea, but on a spiritual dimension. I own, you own, I am destined for an amazing life. So in that declaration and in that knowing each and every day, bring it on, God, bring on the amazing, there's no way that by affirming that, that things that are small, things that have taken up our time in the past that are just ordinary, that aren't really necessary, that we just use as time filler, those things are going to fall. They're going to go away. They're going to leave us. Uh, people that are always saying, well, I don't think you're a man, you know, those those critical commentators, those people, they're going to go away. Um, it's all good. You know, so you, you let what happens happen to support that you are destined for an amazing life. And the third thing is that you are open and receptive to the magic that comes to you every day, the suggestion to go somewhere, the suggestion to hear about the new healer in town, because to claim that destined amazing life, there is work to be done with joy, with enthusiasm, and most importantly, the excitement about your life. Just remember as we're closing our time together today that it's essential to be excited about your life. As you are excited about your life, you will wake up one day and realize so is everyone else. And the universe, it's good, rushes to meet you. I'm Temple Hayes, and I have been sharing this hour with the brilliance and the interview of Luann Walters. Luann, again, thank you for sharing your time with us today. I look forward for us to do this again in another way at another time. And thank you, all of you, for being here. And um, please give us your comments. We'd love to hear back from you. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehayes.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. think you know all you want to know about characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Reverends Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from an historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. 
Your comments and questions are part of the lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life. Only at Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself, Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now, in the silence, to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth, is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, Don't take your dreams lying down.